Welcome back to the Voice of Gen Suite, the EHS Management Podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing why sustainability reporting is becoming increasingly critical for organizations in their site footprint reduction efforts and how to generate comprehensive reports that communicate effectively to stakeholders. Today, we're joined by two GenSuite leaders that have substantial experience in working with customers to help them meet their sustainability goals and evolving our sustainability reporting application. Please welcome GenSuite's Senior Director of Customer Engagement, Amanda Petzinger, and Caroline Bigner, Leader of Technical Services on our Customer and Application Services team. Both Amanda and Caroline have spent considerable time evolving GenSuite's suite of sustainability applications. Before we get started, can you each please tell us about your roles within the organization? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Amanda Petzinger, and as you mentioned, I'm a senior director on our growth and customer experience team. And my primary role is to work across our subscribers and across our team supporting those subscribers. I like to think of myself as a bit of a matchmaker and connecting the right people, both on our teams and within our subscribers community. But in addition to that primary role, I am our app advisor for our sustainability suite of tools. I have been working with those tools for 10 plus years. I have worked with a number of our customers as they've launched and deployed those tools and also worked very closely about 10 years ago, building a new, at the time, a new sustainability tool for conducting energy treasure hunts. And I've had the pleasure of going in person and uh, participating in a number of different energy treasure hunts and really seeing sustainability uh, work from the ground up. Thanks, Amanda. And uh, my name's Caroline Bigner. Thank you for having me here today. Throughout my time with GenSuite, I've worked with our sustainability tools to continuously evolve our offering in the space, as well as implement our sustainability applications across our uh, wide variety of customers. I've been with GenSuite for about eight years, um, and I've helped with leading launches of the tools everywhere from global, large manufacturers implementing GenSuite across hundreds of sites um, to small proof of concept GenSuite deployments. In the sustainability suite, since I've worked with the tools for over eight years, we've really focused on what we can evolve within the tools to meet the evolving landscape of sustainability focuses. I've worked with a number of our subscribers to build out different types of functionality in the tool, continue to be on the advisory team today for the applications. Awesome, thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining me here today on Voice of Gen Suite. So to kick us off, I wanted to ask about a little bit about sustainability reporting. Since it is an essential function for every organization for a lot of different reasons, at its base, it helps leadership stay on top of resource consumption, costs, and greenhouse gas emissions, but this isn't the only area that sustainability reporting can come into play. So Amanda, I wanted to sort of turn this one to you. Where else does sustainability reporting play an essential part of successful business operations? Yeah, so I think what I've seen over the last 10 to 13 years is just that sustainability really has evolved to mean a lot more 
than just kind of the environmental side of things. And there's different acronyms. Sustainability is one of those places where there's lots of different acronyms and alphabet soup that floats around. But, you know, sometimes you might hear the term CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility. The latest kind of acronym for this space is ESG, for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And uh, Carolyn and I have you know, our primary experience on the environmental side of things, which is, as you mentioned, you know, kind of a focus on greenhouse gas emissions, resource consumption. But um, the social and governance components are certainly really important pieces. And as we continue to work with our subscribers, you know, we are seeing this more holistic look at ESG as opposed to just environmental sustainability. And this includes Things like you know, corporate reputation and distinction, supplier and supply chain sustainability, both from an environmental perspective, but also from an ESG, you know, the social and governance aspects of your, your supply chain. Product life cycle and product sustainability has been a, a really hot topic that's come up a lot in the last five or so years, but also community and diversity initiatives. And, and really, you know, as it as you look at CSR or ESG, it's not just how your company impacts itself and its employees, but also the external stakeholders from both a financial and a community perspective. Ultimately, you know, from a sustainability reporting perspective, what we're seeing, you know, folks and not just companies, but investors, you know, consumers and other stakeholders really want to see is transparency about their programs, transparency about the risks that you know, are present in that company, uh, what are the goals, and how is the company performing against those ESG goals, what are the key needs, what are the areas, the gaps that need to be filled, where are their opportunities for improvement, and then, you know, certainly it, this is something where when we're in the environment we're in today, cost savings and reduction initiatives as it relates to both, you know, your environmental footprint, your energy use, your suppliers is a huge focus, particularly when the economy is slowing down. So those are, you know, some of the key areas where sustainability comes into play. And when we talk to our customers, usually the first question I ask them, you know, if someone wants to have a conversation about sustainability, the first question I usually ask is, tell me how your organization defines sustainability and what aspects of it are we going to be focusing on for this conversation? Because over the last 15 years, the focus really has shifted away from just the environmental aspect. Yeah, I think it's really important to make sure that those parameters are established, especially in customer relations. And I wanted to circle back to one thing you mentioned, how in today's environment, there is a high demand for transparency from organizations on the goals and results of their sustainability efforts. Would you mind talking a little bit about how this impacts organizations trying to appeal to so many different audiences? Well, certainly, I, I think there's your internal audiences and your external audiences. You know, from the perspective of your employees, you not only do you want to make a public commitment to the safety, health, wellness, and general good practices towards your employees so that they are retained, but you're also looking at from 
at it from a recruitment perspective. So, you know, how do you position your company in a way where your environment and your culture attracts the best talent and attracts people who, you know, want to partake and participate in that culture? From an external perspective, it's really been interesting to see how this has been evolving. You know, in, investors are looking very closely at the sustainability risk portfolio of companies that they are you know, putting their money into. You know, whether this is risk of, you know, having a, a big footprint or having you know, a supply chain that isn't fully vetted, whether it has to do with taking a look at climate change and, and what is the risk portfolio, where are your facilities located? Are they located along the coastline? Is that going to be a problem if, you know, sea, sea levels continue to rise? I mean, from an investment perspective, I think that's really what's been driving a lot more of the focus that companies have on, on ESG because they're really being driven as including this as part of those um, investment assessments. The other thing where I think people have been pushed quite a bit is within the supply chain aspect. You know, we were talking to a customer where they were saying, you know, supply chain sustainability is becoming a bigger thing where you, a company may survey their suppliers to get a sense of what their ESG programs are, what their footprint is. And that's, you know, one aspect is the company surveying and getting that information back. But if you are a company that is being surveyed, that is a lot of effort to be put in. You might, you know, supply hundreds of different companies with your product. And if all of those companies are asking you for your ESG program inputs and your footprint, being organized about that is really critical because you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel every time you get one of those requests. And then, you know, certainly, you know, local communities, consumers, and just kind of what we've been seeing here in 2020 with just the social movements, I, there has been a huge shift that we've seen publicly with companies coming out and stating their stance on equality and gen whether that's gender equality, racial equality, you know, companies have been putting out statements to, to affirm where they stand in this, you know, in this social movement we've been having this year. And, and companies don't want to be left out of that. They are getting called out by consumers and by the public if they, you know, haven't responded to that. So that is the S part and the governance part as well in some, some regards, you know, that, that folks are now focusing on a bit more. And it's really been interesting to see how the events 2020 have really played an impact these aspects of, of a ESG program, whether it's, you know, the wildfires in Australia right at the beginning of the year, which feels like a million years ago right now, to the impacts of the pandemic and ensuring that employees feel safe and um, feel valued and that um, their health and wellness is paramount for the company to some of these social movements like I was just talking about. This has really been kind of a watershed year as it relates to external impetus to put together a program and a policy on these different areas.
Yeah, I completely agree. I think you made some great points there about all the different facets that sustainability reporting comes into play. And so talking a little bit more about audiences, there is also much more demand recently to increase sustainability transparency across the supply chain with manufacturers and suppliers, among all those other factors you just touched on, Amanda. So Caroline, I wanted to turn the conversation over to you and ask for your thoughts on how organizations are addressing supply chain due diligence as it relates to sustainability. So what are some of the impacts on the organization that this can have? Yeah, I think what we've seen from our subscriber base in terms of understanding our supply chain in a sustainability aspect as well as other realms as it regards to product and kind of what they put out there as their end product in the marketplace. The drivers for understanding your supply chain we've seen can typically fall into three different buckets. One being compliance, another being reputation and credibility, and then three cost savings. So in those, and it's not mutually exclusive. There's, you know, the, the driver could be all three for a company that's really looking to get a better understanding their supply chain. In terms of compliance, Amanda kind of touched on the growth of sustainability, not just um, in the environmental aspect, but also the social um, aspects, ensuring that their suppliers are complying with health and fair labor, labor laws, are in compliance with modern, the Modern Slavery Act and protocols or protections from the EPA. So in terms of compliance, that's, that's one aspect that we've seen an interest in in our, our subscriber base really getting a, a better understanding of their suppliers. And that leads into and, and goes hand in hand with reputation and credibility, ensuring that their end product that they're putting out there when consumers, investors, stakeholders dig into this product and, and want to understand the, the background behind it, that their reputation you know, is at stake if they're not um, using suppliers that are complying with these global standards. And then in terms of cost savings for the end product that goes out there, we've seen um, our subscriber base looking to leverage suppliers that are having a greater focus on sustainable packaging, recycled product and, and supplies that go into the end product. And that also does go back to your uh, reputation and credibility. It's hard to talk through this without mentioning the COVID-19 pandemic and suppliers, you know, really under having a better hold on operations of their suppliers. So when we have a global pandemic like this and they see disruptions in their supply chain, you know, having a, a better understanding um, who their suppliers are, compliance, their, the supplier locations, how they can be affected by that are going on in the world, and we've definitely seen a, a bigger driver for that. Yes, I think that's a huge thing to be um, keeping in mind, especially in the current, the current environment, the global pandemic that's happening right now. So it's clear that there is a concrete need for successful sustainability information management and reporting for a multitude of different reasons, most specifically in a format that is easy to share with company stakeholders. So Caroline, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the typical challenges of not utilizing those software tools to assist that reporting process? 
there's there can be a, a lot of challenges that we've seen as um, folks come to us that are looking to digitize a sustainability program. When we have subscribers or potential customers come to us, you know, sometimes they're using paper and pen to capture information, but most typically we see a sustainability program managed through Excel or a different type of desktop based program. And they're almost all the time, the, the biggest complaint or issue is the amount of time it takes to compile the data and identify any types of human errors. Um, if you're leveraging Excel to collect this information and somebody accidentally um, messes with a formula or they input information in the wrong place, the accuracy of the data is then compromised. So the, the, the biggest need that we typically see is really looking to digitize a program for time savings for collecting the data as well as ensuring accuracy. Because even the digital uh, cloud-based program, there still could be human error if it's not fully automated, um, collecting that information you know, di directly from the energy suppliers. Um, so there is still a level of data validation, accuracy reviews that need to be completed. And from there, you know, if you have your sustainability leader mainly focused on collecting the data and ensuring that it's accurate, it consumes their time where they could otherwise be focusing on evolving their sustainability program. So evolving towards cost reductions, greenhouse gas reductions, best practice sharing across sites. There's really a, a number of different focus areas that they could be spending their time on as opposed to just collecting the baseline information and ensuring that it's accurate. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the process of streamlining can have some huge benefits. So clear that using outdated means such as Excel or even pen and paper to track an organization's sustainability efforts can have the detrimental effects on productivity in an organization's bottom line that you just mentioned. So to follow up on that, I wanted to ask, what are some of the key benefits that people will notice when they turn to using those digitized sustainability automation tools? I think one of the key benefits is you will get to your consumption baseline, your greenhouse gas baseline much, much quicker. With calculations being automated, taking the total electricity being consumed at sites and automating the CO2 outputs from that. So you'll get to your baseline understanding much quicker. And then from there, you can set reasonable reduction targets and you can really have a greater understanding for each of your locations, where can the reductions be realized quicker? Where's the low hanging fruit for reducing energy consumption, reducing that CO2 footprint? Aside, aside from kind of the, the streamlining of the information collection, you can then also focus on key performance indicator tracking. So following the GRI survey to build out sustainability program awareness across your organization, as well as potentially you know, implementing greater program goals or practices like a tr treasure hunting process. So with the 
automation of the tools for that baselining purpose, um, you can then really focus on building out your program. A couple other thoughts on that point too, you know, from a best practice sharing perspective, when it comes to kind of the environmental side of, of sustainability that you know, Caroline's kind of been referencing here, it, it's really huge to try to repeat or replicate the successes that you've had in reducing your footprint, in changing up, you know, the composition of, of your products, in you know, identifying areas of waste and you know, getting rid of those. So being able to have a consolidated place where you can share best practices and you can see how people implemented projects that really made a big impact can save a lot of time and also empower sites to kind of take matters into their own hands to say, hey, you know, I have these same processes. I have the same, you know, product lines. We could be doing the same thing here and really contributing to the overall goals of the organization. So being able to have a way of sharing success stories is a big benefit of using a centralized system for, you know, documenting um, those projects that you have. I think a couple of other benefits too is you can start to tap into some new technology, whether it's you know through APIs or you know AI or ocular recognition. You know, Caroline talked about how time-consuming it is to compile data. You know, whether or not you know if you're in a spreadsheet or in a system, there's still an aspect of entering in you know a numeric value for your metric that that period. But with some of this new technology, some of the ocular recognition or AI recognition can read that number off of your bill. So you can just scan it and it can be automatically, you know, entered into the system rather than having an individual have to take the time to transcribe that over. So that's another kind of advantage of having a system is that you can start to look at other ways that you can streamline. And then from kind of the supplier side of things, you know, certainly streamlining the outreach aspect for suppliers, if you are um, engaging in, you know, supplier sustainability metric tracking, but also really having a platform for being able to conduct supplier auditing, I think is a, a big um, benefit because you can then, you know, prioritize or do a, a kind of risk assessment on those suppliers and create a schedule uh, for your audits so that you know you maybe aren't treating all of your suppliers the same way but ones that are higher risk you are engaging with on a more frequent basis to help them address their challenges being a, a better steward of the environment or a better you know socially responsible company and so then you're not only you know, managing your risk but you're also going out and bringing people up and rising people up together Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that insight on that. So it's clear that a digital sustainability reporting tool can really elevate an organization's sustainability reporting capacity, but not every reporting system is made completely equal. So Amanda, I wanted to hear your thoughts on what exactly are the key features that sustainability leaders should pay attention to in terms of selecting the right tools for their organizational goals. So kind of building off of what I mentioned earlier with the first question I ask folks, that I think the first question that 
sustainability leaders or EHS leaders who are responsible for sustainability programs should ask themselves before they go looking for tools is how do you define sustainability? What aspects of our program are we looking to digitize? It could be the whole thing or it could be certain aspects of it. Maybe it's just the environmental side. Maybe it's just the supplier side. Maybe it's your, your product compliance. That really needs to be the first question before you go off looking because there are such a wide variety of solutions available. And, you know, when I think about our own suite of solutions, you know, we have a sustainability suite of tools that are really focused on more of the environmental sustainability side of things with, you know, some additional kind of broader program development tools as well. But our suite of 65 different tools in Gen Suite can be applied for various aspects of the sustainability or ESG holistic program. So it really is just important for folks to think about, you know, where, where do they want to start? How do you define sustainability? You know, from there, you know, how, how flexible is that solution um, for being able to, you know, meet you where you're at? How flexible is that solution in connecting with the way that you define sustainability. You know, folks, even just from the environmental side, you know, go about collecting this data in very different ways. And so having a platform that can provide the constructs and best practice constructs for being able to get the job done while still being able to be flexible to how each company defines their program is really critical. A reporting to build off of that, reporting and flexibility of reporting is also critical. Is there a baseline that exists to be able to, you know, generate some basic information about how your program's performing? But also, do you have the ability to expand upon that and to create graphics and images um, that are going to uh, resonate not only with your internal and external stakeholders, but also, you know, with the general public? And really, finally, just kind of going back to the beginning here, having the ability to expand. Is the solution, maybe you're just focusing on a particular aspect of your sustainability program now, but will we be able to expand into other areas with the solution uh, when we're ready to either address those in a digital way or to you know, bring that on as part of our overall ESG program? I think that is really key in, in being able to select the right solution for your organization. Yes, I definitely agree. And to build off of that, I was wondering if you could touch on uh, how exactly Gen Suite's sustainability reporting application module can fulfill all those needs and questions that uh, organizations need to ask. Since you guys are the resident sustainability software experts, it would be wonderful to hear more about how Gen Suite in particular works to ensure that their applications are equipped with that ease of integration and those customization capabilities, the kind of capabilities that allow organizations to really bolster their business reputation and keep stakeholders engaged while building connections throughout the industry. Sure. So I think a starting point from a Gen Suite perspective is, is that breadth of solutions. And it's not just one tool. It's not, uh, you know, a, a subset of tools, but really the entire platform has uh, various aspects that, you know, can be 
used for sustainability, can be used for EHS, and really being able to drive the behavior and drive the results that you're looking for. As a starting point, usually what we see is folks come to us either from an environmental perspective, a supplier's perspective, or a product perspective. And we have solutions in each of those three spaces, um, depending on kind of what, what the focus is. On the environmental side, our sustainability reporting tool is a flexible platform for being able to gather your environmental sustainability metrics, as well as you know, some broader metrics too, operational metrics. It is a flexible platform for being able to collect primarily quantitative data, but has also the capabilities to be expanded for collection of qualitative inputs that you may need in order to tell the story of your sustainability program in, in the year that you are, are reporting. So it is, it is flexible. It is integrated with emission factors for those environmental sustainability metrics that are you know, working in the back end to provide folks with a sense of their greenhouse gas emissions and allows folks to not have to worry about if the right emission factors are being applied or if the right, you know, if the right calculations are being done, they're all kind of done in the background so that, you know, folks just have that, that calculation at the end that they can leverage in their reports. You know, I think the other aspect of this is from a reporting perspective on the environmental side is, you know, if you think about, uh, an electricity bill. If I am in the US, it's probably coming to me in kilowatt hours and I'm paying it in dollars. But if I am outside of the US, um, I might be ha have different units or different currencies that are being used for that. And it's not very well time, good time spent for the site folks to be making those conversions themselves. So the system really allows sites to provide their information in the way they get it, but for the system to do the work of rolling that up so that at a corporate level or a business level, you know, they can kind of see how, how folks are performing in an apples to apples way while that data input may be very um, site specific. So, you know, those are some aspects of our sustainability reporting tool that really you know, allow folks to get started quickly. And then to my point before, being able to expand beyond that, whether it's from a, whether it's from the, the perspective of project management or supplier sustainability or product related aspects, you know, we, we have, we, we can do that. We, we have an app for you. So it's just kind of been nice to see the evolution of this as ESG world has changed, we have been able to keep pace with it. And one of the reasons we are able to do that is through the collaboration with our subscribers community. Uh, we do have a sustainability work group. We also have a customer advisory board. And folks in, in both of these entities are providing us with inputs on where their programs are headed and where they need us to partner with them in order to help them achieve their goals. And the work groups are also really a great way for companies to share best practices. Uh, I think in, in the EHS and sustainability world, there is a lot of collaboration and folks really feel like, you know, the, the way that they manage their programs is not proprietary, but is, is in the best interest of everyone if, 
you know, we, we share best practices. So that's really a differentiating aspect of our community and the sustainability solutions that we offer is the inputs from our subscriber community and those work groups. Yes, I think that um, collaboration and really making sure everybody stays connected around these topics and more is a huge factor in how successful GenSuite has been and continues to be. And so to wrap us up with today's discussion, I know that GenSuite recently rebranded our sustainability suite of applications. And included in that was an, an expansion of reporting capabilities available in the sustainability reporting module. So Caroline, I was wondering if you would be willing to share a little bit about those brand new analytics, analytics reports and dashboards available to GenSuite subscribers now. Okay, sure. So one of the key aspects of the reports that we've recently added to the suite of applications provides some transparency on the back end GenSuite and what goes into calculating your CO2 emissions and currency uh, conversions or unit of measure conversions. Um, so for our subscriber base, it's, it's putting out there just some more information. So as you're running data validation or checks or you're looking for what's the emission factor used um, for this particular location, uh, you can see that information online. Second to that, we've partnered with Tableau um, to deliver a number of different really exciting graphics so that you can share your sustainability program, um, how you're progressing towards goals, and create really exciting and different visuals so that if your stakeholders are looking for a certain summary, you can see what we have out of the box, as well as build on reports that we have from there. No, we, we haven't seen any uh, customer come to us with the need for the exact same reports. So the way that we've seen our customers slice and dice this information and present this to their stakeholders varies a lot across the board. Whether they have a big focus in water reduction or waste reduction or electricity, uh, greenhouse gas reduction, the reports in Tableau that are available out of the box or available for us to develop can really provide a lot of flexibility and opportunities in how you want to share that information. And then kind of the last point for reports, I'll add on to that, is it really allows you to provide a, a long-term summary or understanding of your locations and what their journey looks like for uh, their water reduction, waste reduction, electricity, or energy reduction. Because within this, the system, you can add multiple years of historic data. So being able to paint that long-term journey and picture uh, within the GenSuite out-of-the-box reports is, as well as within Tableau is really something that is available out-of-the-box and available for us to develop. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. All right. Well, Thank you so much, Caroline and Amanda, for joining me today and sharing your insight and expertise on this topic. And thank you for tuning in to listen. Make sure to follow us on SoundCloud at Voice of Gen Suite to catch our next episode.